Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who was sent by the man in black himself. It's Frank. How are you today? He says hi. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. Says hello. Yeah, very mm-hmm. nice of him. Johnny Cash, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Superman. Oh, Man in Black. Man yeah. in Black, obviously. Yeah, 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 not Tommy Lee Jones. No, Smith. no, no, <laughs> no, different guy. Oh, okay. Uh, they get confused a lot, though. No kidding. There's a lot of them yeah. out there, ain't there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Uh, you know, life is life life trudges on as yeah as it does life finds a way indeed it does another man in black ian malcolm there you go <laughs> when he's wearing anything at all true i mean even when his you know brilliant malcolmness is exposed he's still wearing black pants i would assume i don't know I never looked down yeah yeah <laughs> so, frank what are you drinking today uh, I'm drinking a, uh, this is a new one for me, um, Lone Pine Brewery in, in Portland, Maine. They're not new to me, but this particular uh, Carnival of Horrors Pumpkin Imperial Stout. Hey, that's the one that I had that. That's is the, that the one, one you had? Yeah, that's the one I had. This is my favorite uh, pumpkin beer that I've tried this season. Favorite new pumpkin beer I've tried this it's season. It's excellent. It is. Yeah, I, mm. I I had one in my fridge. I almost I almost grabbed it. Brewed with pumpkin pie filling, maple syrup, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and vanilla. And boy, does it taste like a pumpkin pie. It, it, it's like a dessert beer. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it is a dessert beer. That's a, a It's really, a treat. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I, I had one earlier this week, so I should, um, but I have one left. I should have grabbed it. We could have been drinking the same thing. That never ah, happens. Beer twins. I know. I'm actually drinking something new myself um, from Boulevard Brewing Company. Uh, which I don't even know where they're from. I haven't looked at the bottle. It sounds enough. vaguely familiar, Boulevard. I feel like I may have tried something from Bull, them. Uh, Sunset Boulevard, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, ah. Kansas City, Missouri. This is the Magic Drip. Um, I thought because Dr. Fate. Ah, magic. Magic Black Adam. You know, I thought I'd go with a magic one. This is a barrel-aged weeded imperial stout with Colombian coffee. Oh, that's the magic drip. I see. No kidding. Coffee. All right, so fill, fill the air while I drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a first. This is a first try. Then a first. Uh, a first sampling. Holy moly, that's good! Wow, mm. hints of chocolate. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting a big, big chocolate vibe from this. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I guess coffee and chocolate kind of kind of go together. They can absolutely. So mm. that. That tracks. It tastes like a fudge brownie. Oh, 
wow. So we both have dessert beers. Wow. And you know that that fits, Frank, because what a treat it was <laughs> to go to the movie theater to see a movie. Right. Oh, boy. What a treat this it was. was. Yeah, I'm really I'm really glad this one uh, made it to theaters. This was um, this, you know, this was maybe the best superhero movie of 2004. And it was really weird to see it in theaters in 2022. <laughs> but um, I will. I wasn't mad about it. But I was just like, wow, where where was this? I feel like I walked out of Spider-Man 2 and into this movie, like just like, you know, the Black Adam uh, is the best movie made in 1995. <laughs> Right? Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Like, yeah, I just felt like there was so much about this movie that felt like, oh wow, this is like early superhero genre. Like, that's like, exactly I, how me, I felt. For me, it was. I don't. Two thousand four is like the the pinpoint moment because like Spider Man two and right before Fantastic Four. Like, mm-hmm. like the the, the uh, Daredevil Society characters, Ghost Rider. Like, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, very much from that uh, that school of of superhero filmmaking to me. Um, which is to say that it was an okay movie by 2022 standards, uh, but but 15 years ago would have been the best movie of the year. Yeah, that that's kind of where I left too. Like I, I, I found it to be the most mediocre of mediocre movies that I've seen in a long time. It, it is neither down the middle. Yeah, like, it is like so. I, I, I yeah, it right is down, neither straight offensive down the middle. nor incredibly memorable. It does nothing superb, but nothing really bad either. Mm-hmm. It just kind of exists. It's kind of a movie that I, I figure, like, maybe it'll be on in the background one day, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he swung at the the, the, the mace there. It's, uh, it's cool. All right, well, anyway, this, moving on, yeah. I can see this, like, on, you know, FX or whatever in the middle of an afternoon, and he'd be totally. like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll keep this on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what part are they up to? Oh, okay, yeah. All right, the, yeah. This, this is- totally would have been on FXX all the time. Or, like, what was that all, quote, like, the male network that always showed James Bond? Um, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Vice. Vice, uh, yeah. yeah. Totally would have been on Vice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it was fine. The, and the non-spoiler, the non-spoiler version is, like, if I saw it at home, it wouldn't. Like, I didn't need to see this on the big screen. I don't think it mm. really did anything particularly special to to merit the largeness. Um, and just because it was fine. It was just fine. Yeah. And you know, what the, yeah. you know what the weird thing is, is that I expected it to just be fine. The trailers, uh. the trailers were just like, whatever. And I was like, it looks it looks fine. Like it doesn't like, it looks kind of dull. And I walked out and I was like, I was right. It was kind of dull. Um, and I just, uh, I, it kind of, it boils everything about superheroes down to their like, um, least interesting parts, hmm. I think. Um, and like I, if I was like saying, if I wanted to get somebody into superheroes or like explain to them why I like, heroes i would not show them black adam because it it like to me it represents almost every bad part about superheroes like that kind of like we we have something important to say but we don't really (laughs) yeah Uh, and it was just it's fine that's all i can really say about it without spoiling it i don't know but what about you yeah i mean 
there were some um i feel almost bad saying that it wasn't memorable because there were things about it that were like i would watch a pierce brosnan dr fate movie true i, I would yeah i i had my own issues with what was happening but i don't think that really anybody in the film was miscast or like in a lot of ways even no. misrepresentational of their comic book counterpart like i like i walked out and i was like that was recognizably hawkman to me and recognizably yes. dr fate um maybe not cyclone but that's fine i was like okay with a, of a slightly different version and you know even black adam was like it was enough Black Adam mixed with Dwayne Johnson that it was fine. No different than kind of like I, I kind of watched Jason Momoa be Aquaman. And I'm yeah. like, that's not really Arthur Curry, but I'm fine with this version of it. He wasn't he didn't almost seem, didn't seem angry enough to be Black Adam. I feel like Black Adam has a lot more. Not that he wasn't angry, but he wasn't he was he was like more like brooding and less angry all the time. Yeah, he was more like stewing. Like, yeah, yeah, stewing stoic, like, yeah. like sort of holding it in, holding it back a little bit. Um, But by the end of the movie, I, I kind of felt like, OK, if they made another one or, or if he showed up in another movie, I feel like he'd be closer to the Black Adam I expect from comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Black, now Black Adam has than he was at the beginning changed so much over the years. They've been different versions, different origins. And so, like, the one that's. To me, Black Adam is still a villain, like because that's the yeah. version that I grew up with. Even though he is really more of a benevolent dictator mm. character, mm -hmm. although currently in comics he's even not the the leader of Kandak anymore. So right. like there are other people doing it. He's like bowed to democracy, and so he is basically the protector of Kandak without being its right, central right. leader. Um, so I. If you're trying to make him an anti-hero instead of I don't know DC's Doctor Doom, then I can I can say absolutely. If you if you need him to to walk this this gray line, then I can get behind where you're going with this in your character. But um, but I saw a review that said I don't know like I don't know what the new hierarchy of the DC universe is, but it's confusing. And yeah, I think that yeah, that kind of hits it in. Like, I don't like the hierarchy to me has not shifted. Yeah, I feel like, well, without spoiling it, I feel like we may find out soon what the hierarchy is. Maybe but, we, we um, certainly might. Um, But I just, yeah, it's it looks there are moments of it that looks good. There's some really very cool action sequences in it. Yep. Nothing that like truly stands out like that replays in my memory. Like it just, um, but the, uh, but like it still looks good. I found, mm -hmm. I know they were going for modern day, like well, maybe modern day Cairo, Israel, like some around those lines for, for Kondok, um, for its central city location. But I, I, it was kind of monotone to me. It, it, it didn't, was. it didn't pop as a location. Um, and I, Truthfully, I found the main character to not be Adam, but I found it to be Adriana and her son. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And um Yeah, and, and and as for the yeah, as for the location of feeling kind of I feel like they were trying to make it um because it was a hodgepodge of different places, it kind of was nowhere at this. It didn't feel like it had any identity. <laughs> I like, agree. Wakanda feels like it has an identity, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It, it doesn't feel like it's sort of, oh, well, it's a fictional place, so let's just take 
bits and pieces of different uh, African countries and, and, and cities around Africa and, and sort of make it a, a hodgepodge of those. They didn't do that. They gave it its own character. And this more felt like a, a hodgepodge of like, yep. yeah, it's a little bit Israel, a little bit Egypt, a little bit, you know, it's a little, little bit, bit Afghanistan. Of it's a little bit Iran and yeah. Iraq and like, yeah, well, and which, you know. which to me is kind of insulting to like, it was a little those, problematic, yeah. honestly, to, to have it be sort of, you know, nondescript Middle Eastern country. Yeah. Kondok. Yeah. And so like by, I feel like, and they did that on purpose to make a commentary on colonialism yes. and occupation and mil- military occupations of foreign yes. countries, but they didn't, I don't think they said enough about it for it to merit like what yeah. they were going with. So it, it, yes and no. I think in some things with Adam, it, it certainly makes bigger statements, but like not enough to, for me to feel super comfortable about a mm-hmm. man who is not middle Eastern playing a middle Eastern mm-hmm. character while everyone around him has some nondescript accent, but he is clearly an American with an American accent that also yeah. felt very like nineties, early two thousands. Like we're like, we should be past that. But granted he was technically cast as black Adam 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and I feel like part of that, um, what you just said about the, uh, being a commentary on colonialism, but not really, saying a lot about it just sort of being like colonialism right that's a that's a thing that happens in our world and yep. then like just moving on from it i feel like that's a little bit because of when it was written or at least when it was starting to be written it, um, it could be actually yes 15 years ago yeah absolutely absolutely that was like you're talking not heyday of the war on terror but like it was definitely like, it definitely would have made a yeah more of an impact 15 years ago than uh-huh. it than it did now, and of course, it's gone through several rewrites over the years, and all of these things, and starts and stops. But that probably central theme it never went away, but it just doesn't hold the same weight. And not that colonialism yeah. hold the same weight, but like the way that they it's delivered, it's just not hard hitting enough yeah. for the world in which we live, it, and the superhero world in which that it inhabits like there we're past the point of i feel we should be past the point of like mediocre commentaries it's like either make one or don't do it right yeah is it is this a movie that does commentary or isn't it mm-hmm. and 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 to do like a pseudo commentary doesn't really cut it anymore like you kind of have to pick a pick a take a stand or don't yeah um, don't just try to be like we we acknowledge that colonialism exists yeah and like doesn't that make aren't we pretty cool for 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 isn't that edgy right and like because intergang is not a real country they're a terrorist yeah. organization then it doesn't it it doesn't hold the same weight especially since they're australian like evidently uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah they're kind of all the over the place yeah and then but but then the the head of so i i need to talk about spoilers now so moving in from spoilers yeah, so like spoilers. the the head of intergang is kandakian so it's not really colonialism because he because the guy running it which is allegedly colonialism is actually of that country yeah. so it's really more about like like moving towards autocracy then uh-huh. like and like that's so like it's but it's it's unclear about what it wants to be because of that 
And so, um, and so that I, I didn't, I didn't expect them to even kind of acknowledge that. So in some ways it's like, I guess good for you, but just like your half hearted attempt is, is like either don't do it or do it because either make it fun or make it like social commentary because like your middle ground you're but you're not even a good middle ground is it was not working for me the mushy middle yeah because you have the justice society and like well we're the you know we you know status quo or whatever that is they say that they do you know like well that the status quo for whom and like they yeah right they do ask that question in the movie and i was like that just feels icky like that feels like a disservice to the to the justice society it does right yeah, it, it does. And but again, like I, I have to look at it in through the lens of like this strict script was started 15 years ago. And so at the time that felt like commentary, like mm-hmm. that was com- like, wow, the heroes that you think are like all good. What if they were what if there was like a little like speck of gray in there? Whoa, blowing your mind, aren't I? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like so. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that a lot of work was done to to like, I'm sure that the the differences are stark from where that script started and where it, where it ended, but you can still feel some of the legacy elements mm-hmm. that probably carried through. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. It was very, um, you know, stop me if you've seen this one before, but like there's an evil regime uh, that's trying to take over and uh, somebody who is uh, 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 an ally of that evil regime is trying to uh, get, get uh, a, a precious artifact from uh, thousands of years in the past. And when he gets that artifact, he will have all the power he needs to rule the, the world. Um, uh, if that sounds like Red Skull to you, sorry, it was, it was actually, uh, it was actually this movie. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, I, that, I didn't even think of uh, the crown is the Tesseract. Skull, right? like, like, I mean, so yeah, I mean the, the, uh, the uh, most, action movies have a MacGuffin of some kind. You sure. need to get of course, this of course, yeah, thing yeah. because of this. And, but it is like obvious, like it's, yeah. it's so, and I'm not saying, obvious. Oh, they ripped off Captain America. I'm saying, no, like, it's, it's just, it's, 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 just it's, an, it's just an archetypal story. Like, exactly. yeah. And so, and that, and it, to me, that's okay. Cause most superhero movies really are archetypal stories. I wasn't yeah, really, yeah. truly, I wasn't looking for a lot. I was like, does black Adam like care about, Kandak and its people is like is he like is he gonna like do cool stuff that's really all I was looking for but even that it just didn't like you know like kind of gave me that and then yeah mostly I think because it was either ramming it down my throat obviously or the movie was actually about Adriana and Amon I think his name was Amon yeah. yeah and I was like yeah. they weren't interesting people because they were static characters they didn't change at all and they were the main characters i'm sorry like they like they're they are the the characters that started the movie and basically ended the movie they were always there and not that they did a bad job she was very good i i thought amon was a child you know so it's fine yeah but yeah it's true. Yeah. They they were they were there to to bolster him to inspire Black Adam, right? Yes, of course. Um, but it was in a kind of a, a kind of something we we've come to expect from maybe a, a movie out of like the seventies or the eighties, where there's like sort of the stalwart, you know, I believe in you, like I'm here to mm-hmm. I'm here to to believe in you, 
Yeah. Uh, or, or gosh, even, even like the reason I mentioned Spider-Man earlier is like the way that the, that uh, at the end of the movie, all the Kandakis come together and they're like, ah, oh, our country, save our, you know. Oh, uh, totally. Like, yeah. Hey, you mess with one of us. You, you mess with, with all of us. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It was extremely that. Yeah. Um, it was like all 50 Kandakians that were like in the square or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And, and that just felt like it, like, Oh, like he, like all of a sudden, it's like he has the power to control the dead. I'm like, does he? Was that like, like, and then like Sabak can like does that, and then I, I thought he was a card game. Um, so, <laughs> yes, yes, um, thank but, you, uh, yeah, thank you for that. That's how that's how Han won the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so, um, yeah, I just because they we spent so much time with them and they were they were static. They didn't change. They didn't do anything. They didn't grow. They caused somebody else to grow. And I thought, at, truthfully, I thought Adam's progression was good. It was kind of wonky because like you think he's the Kandakian protector and he's not. He's actually, um, you know, it was his son that was chosen and you yeah. know and all that. And I liked that. I didn't have a problem with any of that. It's no, fine. Yeah, same. It's fine by me. Um, a little unclear as to why the the wizards just couldn't take his powers from him. Why did he have to be imprisoned? It's for, uh, it's, for re- it's for the reasons. It's oh, uh, it because it says so right here on the page. Yeah, it was one of those. That, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I'm all for suspension of disbelief in a story. Like, I don't need to know how. I don't care how he can fly. How is that possible? But like the sure, internal sure, sure. logic it is not consistent. Like if the Grizzards can grant powers, why can't they take powers away? Like yeah. it doesn't like that doesn't compute. Um, and so I I liked his like I have to learn to be a hero thing. Except that like his journey to get there is odd because they already think he's one. So why are they teaching him to be one? And then, but but also, what is her, his actual goals? Because the person that he sought revenge on is dead. So why did Adam kill all of those people when he woke up? Like, he just, like, killed a lot of people. And, yeah, they were shooting at him and stuff, but he doesn't know what guns are. And so it's like, um, and this is like, there's a lot of that. Like all of a sudden he can speak perfect English and I'm like, Oh, why is yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And why is that? And why is it with a flawless American and, accent? And so does everyone in conduct, by the way. Yes, I know. I know. Which, you know what? And that's one of those things like, I know it's not a real country, so I will just, I like, know. Yeah. But, I guess everyone in Wakanda speaks English too. So there's that. Yeah, they do. And they don't. Yeah. Right. Do they have, Wakandian phrases I don't think they do so yeah that didn't bother me it really bothered me more like why is this ancient man just magically speaking English yes like again yes. internal logic there is none yeah because no because like yes because I as a moviegoer don't know how the powers of Shazam work at this time and I'm like right. is that part of the wisdom that you mm. get from one of the things like, I don't know um and so that was just kind of odd and you know, he goes through these phases where he's like, I can learn to speak perfect English, but sarcasm didn't exist. Yes. I'm like, didn't it though? Didn't it? I, that's just, I think sarcasm is universal. Like it's, it's a tale as old as time. Um, so that was all just fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was all fine. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine. His, I did like the, the villain being a descendant of the king 
that killed his son. And so there is like this like greater history to their clash. Yeah. But it didn't it felt like and by the way, while I'm monologuing, yeah, just so it. you know. That's it. This is the reason I'm doing and, this. And because of that, because of the way it was revealed, it felt like, oh, that's convenient. It is so convenient. It's just right. It's just very convenient. Yeah. Um, And like, I don't know. He's this legend and all this stuff. And so, so Amanda Waller has information on him. I don't know what her job is anymore. Like, why is she ta- like, rec- like, th- so why why is Amanda Waller not sending in her own super team that she has to go take out black Adam? And why are they just not going to kill him? Why? <laughs> like, why are you capturing him? Why, why? is that the thing? I don't understand. It's like in the internal logic of the DCU, the suicide squad is made to stop Superman. Mm-hmm. If he ever goes rogue and the movie loves to tell you and for years we have heard the hierarchy is about to change that black adam is the most powerful human to exist even though shazam is around jk just like just putting that out there um same powers um so like why (laughs) why is she not sending her own team in because that's what they're allegedly supposed to be doing like like that's their whole thing. So why go to the JSA, which is not run well? Sorry, Hawkman. Like, yeah, no. He's like in his huge mansion. Good for him, you know. Um, like, and they're like, "We're the JSA. We get stuff done." I'm sorry. Who are you? Yeah. Where have you been? Like, why are you a team? Like, how do you all know each other? What motivates you? What motivates you? What why do you have two newbies going into the field that you do not tell anything to and then you basically push them out of the plane and you're like, you'll be fine. Why don't you – you had a plane ride to Kandak from Louisiana. Well, Why don't you just fill them in? You could brief them or you could then just give them exposition along the way. But they don't even really do that. Black Adam, he's strong. The rest of it, you don't have to know. Why don't they have to know it? Why? Why? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then, like, why is Cyclone great? And, like, but she's just as new as Adam Smasher, but he's not great at all. Like, he doesn't know what's happening. He's clearly just supposed to be Spider-Man. Like he, you know, like his one defining trait is being sorry for things. Um, I kind of got Johnny, like, like Johnny, uh, Johnny Storm vibes from him. Like, like, oh, I just got Tom Holland vibes, like all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, I don't think he was, he wasn't bad. I just like, wh- why? Like, I understand that, like, yeah, his uncle was the original Adam Smasher again. Hello, like that's just something that also exists. And like, yeah, I just thought like, so, yeah, I thought, no, my, my uncle Fonzie used to be Adam Smasher, but now, now I have, now I have uh, the suit because of the pin particle because right, like, of, uh, yeah, um, right. I hey, Adam Smasher's older. Um, but, uh, the, like what I just, I, okay. So like, you know, in this, in this DC world, uh, that like the world freaks out when Superman shows up because he, they've never seen anything like that before, but the JSA has just been running around apparently. And then, like, like I just none of that 
none of it fits together. It doesn't. And like, and they can't make it and they can't make it. So they don't bother. And it's really troubling. And just because it's just, it's doing a disservice to an important part of the DC universe. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. who's Hawkman? The ship's made of end metal. What the hell is that? What is ink metal, right? Like, like I know what it is. You know what yeah. it is, but most people don't. <laughs> they want it, they like give off X Men vibes. Here's the big mansion. Mm. We have the jet, like all this stuff, and we want you to think like, okay, we're a team and we're good and we're this. But I'm sorry, Professor X wheels around the X Mansion telling Wolverine a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. he's like, this is what we do. This is where we come from. Blah, blah, blah. It's like 30 seconds of exposition, but it's enough for a general audience member to be like, I get you. Like, mm-hmm. I st- like you finish the movie, and you're like, who the hell are these people? Like, and like you get hints of Dr. Fate where he's like, um, you know, I've been around for a while. I'm 100 years old. This helmet is yes. alien, apparently. Like, is it? I thought it was magic, but whatever. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's like, yeah, he's like, I am, you know, Dr. Fate, you know, you know, blah, 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 Lords of Order. And I'm like, Okay, well, are those aliens? Like, because you said the helmet was alien, or is it alien in the unstrict sense of like it's foreign to us? Like, you know, yeah. like I, it's just ugh, none of that, none of that worked, and I just found that incredibly frustrating because it's clearly like a hacked movie. It has to be yeah. two hours. It, it, yes, it is. Yeah, it's like boom, 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 because it does not stop. Once mm-hmm. it starts, like it mm-hmm. just goes um, and it's a little exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it I have to say. It it felt long and it's only two hours, mm-hmm. but it felt longer. Yeah. At, at about 30 minutes, I was positive that I was an hour into it. Yep. Yeah. And I it's because they don't actually give you a reason to care until I'd say really far into the movie when it's like when it's like Adam's like it's my son that died and that's why I'm sad yeah um, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm going to be black Adam instead of 10 mm-hmm. Adam like mm-hmm. um which is just like insulting to his name like your, your name's old so you need a new one it's just freaking it's his name like yeah, I know. I know. like oh my god yeah, drop the thing that makes you unique because you're a man out of time yeah and, and like we'll just describe you with a color instead that'll be fine like what's, what is happening what is happening i don't know i, I don't know. the only thing that i i did i think i liked about the progression of adam's character is like here's the throne of kandak it's mm. yours and he's like no it's gross it feels weird i don't like it and i'm like okay good character progression I like right? that. This is, you know, you've kind of subverted my expectation. This is good. Totally. Who's in charge now? Because I'm more of a protector. Yeah, but who's in charge? Well, but I'll who's be protecting? In, yeah, but who's in charge? Because they've been run well, by this military outfit, you know, which has apparently been mining Eternium or whatever it is. Not Eternium. Yeah, right. Is it Eternium? Yeah, because it's yeah, the Rock Eternium. of Eternity, right? That's what they were yes, going yeah. for, right? So, but they've been mining Eternium. They make weapons out of it. So he gets hurt that one time. And then we never see that again. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about, um, about this movie being written like early in the war on terror when now, like, you know, the U S has pulled out of Afghanistan and stuff. Um, it doesn't have the benefit of, it's just sort of like, yeah, well now the, you know, now that the bad guy, the, the invaders are gone, uh, you guys can just figure out 
just 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 figure just figure it out like oh yeah no a power vacuum always works out well well, always works out well for the people, for the innocent people. Right. There. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, they're just like flung left and right. Like, Adam Smasher just destroys a priceless, like, artifact. Yeah, what? Yeah. He's like, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you and me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the you and me, I didn't mind, but like, you never, like, never it never comes out out of anything. It never goes anywhere. And so I'm like, is Hawkman an alien or is he reincarnated? It was funny. Like the, you and me thing was funny. It, like that that uh, dynamic between them was funny, but it never really paid off. It was no, just, it didn't. It was for less. Uh, similarly, I um, I wished I had had more backstory on Hawkman and Doctor Fate because that relationship could have been really really like powerful and and impactful and his his self-sacrifice could have been so much more meaningful Mm -hmm. if if i had any context for them i agree they other than a few you know sort of cryptic uh uh, references here and there of like they're you know like oh yeah we have a lot of history together oh wow well they say they have history so this really sucks that his friend just died yeah it's a tell don't show kind of thing totally totally we're good friends okay good i'm glad that i know that now like right, but you, you don't really give me anything. A, a from flashback, that. something. And not like, even. I don't like. Not even like a. You know, Kent being like, you know, I'm a hundred years old, and Hawkman maybe saying something like, "Yeah, well, I've been reincarnated a bunch of times, so I kind of get what that feels like." Right. Maybe sure. maybe you were around during World War Two. Was that a thing? I guess it was because whatever. Like it's just stuff like that. It's just wildly like inconsistent. If you want me to care. Give me a reason to care. And yeah. I care in a way that, like, I went to the movie already liking the characters of Hawkman yes. and Dr. Fate. Yeah. So I was good with that from that angle. Right. But as a general audience but if member. You didn't, if you didn't know what you know, you're, you're we're bringing external, like, we have read these characters. Mm-hmm. And since we were kids and so like we're bringing that knowledge of who hawkman is who dr fate is who black adam is like i'm i'm bringing all my dc universe love to this and applying it right and being like okay well yeah i know that they're just a society and they go way back so okay cool but i don't know that from the movie i just know that from external uh places yeah Um, yeah and you know what and it's funny because to say all of that is also to say it's fine it's not bad it's just it's it's just it could have been better, but it sure could have been a lot worse. Yeah. It could have been a lot less entertaining. Sure. It could have been a lot more, uh, like, I want to say disrespectful to the characters. Mm-hmm. It could have done a lot of things way more wrong than it did. Yep. Um, yeah. But it didn't. You know, what I what it, I will it's, say. It's more, it's more that it's a movie out of time than yeah, anything. Yeah. Like, he's a man out of time, right? Like he's a man out like of I, time. Like, I texted you, like, I, like, they're so concerned with Black Adam getting a catchphrase without yeah. failing to realize that literally everything he says is a catchphrase. It's so true. Oh my gosh, he's like I need a catchphrase, but he's like but I kneel for no one. That's a good catchphrase. That's a, that's a catchphrase. That's good. Zod's is kneel before Zod, so like yours yeah. is the reverse. That's uh-huh. cool. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. you know, but no 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 no. No. And then but of course it settles on tell them the man in black sent you. That's a weak ass catchphrase. Yeah, not the best. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not the best. Yeah, uh, just whatever. Um Costumes were cool. I'm a, a creature of habit, Frank. Costumes you know that. Cool. <laughs> Costumes were cool. Yes. Costumes were cool. Henry, Henry Winkler was cool. Winkler was cool. Winkler. 
that was um, that was fun. That yeah, was I didn't fun. expect that. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. why not? Like, why the bloody hell not? Um, so all that was fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. It was it was a movie that existed. I I yeah. felt the trailer showed me sadly some of the coolest things, and but in like in the lineup, they weren't even that cool. Mm. Like the coolest thing Doctor Fate does is multiply himself and hold Black Adam back. I'm like, come on, man! They're like, this guy's got god level powers, and I'm like, and I didn't see one of them. Like, right? Seriously, I didn't see one of them. But it, like everything that you've showed me is something that I've seen from something else at another point in whatever. Like none of it was interesting or special. Um, and the only reason that I, he was interesting and special is because Pierce Brosnan is just a an international treasure. Oh. Like he, did you listen to him on the Empire Film podcast by any I chance? I did not. It's actually a really interesting interview because he actually really seems to care about Doctor Fate in a way that I wouldn't have. Expe- I would expect it to be sort of a like, yeah, it was just a role. But he was like, no, I was honored to be like asked to be a part of this and to get to be this character. And like, my kids are really into comics, so I kind of understand like how important this oh. character is. And so it was really cool to get to play him. Um, and I'm like, I want to see, I want to see a movie of uh, like a de-aged. Uh, Pierce Brosnan mm. playing a young Doctor Fate on like some adventure in like the '60s or something. Oh like, yeah, that would I, be I really want to cool. see like like kind of like Black Widow. Sure. Like let's mm-hmm. see an adventure from before she died, right? I want to see that for for yep. Pierce Brosnan's uh, uh, Doctor Fate. Like I yep. think that would be really really fun. Um, yeah, and I has agree. Great potential. You know what I actually found really interesting is that he was actually in the suit. Like a lot of the times, like because he takes off his helmet every three seconds um, to like show that he's Pierce Brosnan underneath there. But like I truly expected him to be Kent Nelson in his, you know, his, you know, his ascot and whatever else. But like when he was Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan would step nowhere near that. But he would take off his helmet. And I was like, well, there you are in that skin. There he is. Yeah. Good for you, man. Like, good on you. Like you did not that I thought he was bigger than it or anything like that. I mean, this is the guy he was in Mamma Mia and he was James Bond. True. So I'm not like True, thinking that yeah. like he's like an auteur. He's like too big for that. Like dude knows yeah. how to have fun. Like, you yeah, know, for sure. And so what I actually will say also as a benefit, the cast clearly was having fun. Like they Definitely. actually have a there's a good energy in the movie and that people were enjoying themselves. Um and so I uh, I watched a little video of like the JSA cast plus Black Adam, and they uh, and they were like answering questions from people. I think it was GQ or something like that. And like their rapport with one another is really fun. Like they're like obviously like they're either they're good. All of them are better actors than this movie allows, which I think is also true. But like they like they like enjoyed being a team together. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and I think that it shows. Yeah, and I I've seen movies and superhero movies where that is not true, and it really does suck mm. the life out of the movie. So, um, so good. I mean, that's that's all fine. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, honestly, uh, it was it was fun. There was so much to to like about it. There were. It, it, it's almost like when you it's almost like when you you meet somebody and like no they're very likable. It's not that I don't like them. It's just they're really bad at their job. They're a very likable person. They're just so bad at their job. Yeah. And it's kind of how this movie was. It's like it's it's very likable in lots of ways. Dwayne Johnson obviously like 
very likable and and likable in this role even like I, I i enjoyed him in this role i don't think he was miscast i think he obviously like since it was first floated however many years ago mm-hmm. um it was like yeah he obviously looks the part yeah um he i love that they had to um cg a skinny version of him a la toby Maguire. that was Spider-Man funny and one where he was yep. already buff and they, they they had to make skinny peter CG. oh i was the, i thought of a chris evans and captain america because they did the that same too? thing there too. You go. Yeah. yes 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 exactly um so i liked i liked that um uh he was great i think a lot of the casting was great um I think it's just it is a movie that's kind of stuck in 2004 mm-hmm. uh in terms of its its sort of storytelling maturity. Yep. Um I, so that's the you know it's uh I don't know. It, that's not even the um it's it's not even that it's a poor film. It's just that it would have been better a, a long time ago. Yeah, and, <laughs> it would have been better received a long time ago. You know, and it's going to sound really snobby of me, but like there's there are people that definitely this is their level, right? And so and there should be superhero movies for people at that level as well. Yeah. And so and if obviously people are people are enjoying them um People are in, you know, people are enjoying them, and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes obviously says that they are, you know. Then, like, and I just we have it aligned to the critics more than them. Then sure, that, that's okay. Sure. That's fine. That's it, fine. It, it, it's like Venom or something like that, where you're just like, it's not the version of superhero storytelling for me. But if it is for somebody else, fine. Great. Great. Fine. Now, what do we think about where? dc is going from here because i feel like this is this could be launching a new phase in terms of like i hope dwayne johnson continues to have influence here because i think that he actually could as much as this movie is kind of mediocre i think he actually could be one of the things that that brings dc uh filmmaking into a, a new era well especially if they're going to like try to build the jsa around sort of second string characters in a similar way to like phase one Marvel using second string characters to, you know, yep. they, they could, they could do something really cool with that if they, if they do it right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of things there. One, I think that um, it was smart to the JSA is a, is a quality superhero team yeah. that distanced them from justice league, which I think they're still trying to do yes. um, in some shape or fashion. Right. And you can still bring in like Jay Garrick and, and you know, like you can bring in the old flash, the old green lantern, like yeah. all these, all these characters. Yeah. And, I mean, and... the JSA is, is, I mean, star girls on CW, the J they're here sure. in the, and like, they're like, they use and even named those characters. Jay Garrick obviously was on the flash. Garrick, yeah. Um and uh, there's so there's a lot of JSA characters that like and so there's like they could go in a couple of very interesting and good directions with that. Obviously, we haven't talked about the the mid credit end scene mm. yet. So you know, Amanda Waller is like, "Hey, Black Adam, you don't want to be in my prison? Go for it. That's fine, but you have to stay in Kandak." And he's like, "Whatever, man. That's fine. Like, I, I do what I want. That's right. Because I'm Black Adam now. Screw my old cultural name." Now I'm Black Adam, um, but anyway, so uh, so then you have Henry Cavill coming in as Superman, and there's a lot happening in that moment, right? Um, and not just in 
what he says. He's like, there's been a long time since there's been somebody that's made the world nervous, a.k.a. me, Superman, yes. right? And so that's true. I actually like that it's like a direct Man of Steel, like, go back to, like, I used to make people really nervous. That's what BBS was all about. And now, and now I'm here as Superman in my brighter costume with my ish John Williams theme. Um, yeah. And, uh, and instead of them going at it right away, he kind of smiles and says, we should talk, which to me is like, well, isn't that just nice? They want to have a conversation in their super suits. And that, that was very heartening to me because I felt like Al Pacino where just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in, um, in so much that like I was ready to move on from Henry Cavill. I thought that the best version of that I had seen of Superman from him was in the terrible justice league movie. Um, and I said, well, that's as good as it's going to get because they're mm -hmm. not interested in having him around anymore. Right. Um, and here he comes floating, which he had been rumored for so long, you know, but he's been rumored to show up like at my doorstep with the amount that yeah, talks yeah, exactly. about him. So every, every time someone sneezes in the direction of making a, a DC film, it's like maybe Henry Cavill shows up in this. Correct. Yeah. So, so I found that 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 wonderful that he floats on in and they're like they're making a definitive statement with the brightness of his suit, like like, you know, like the the deep gold and red and blue. It's the uh, it's the Man of Steel suit recolored. Yeah, so I think they recolored it digitally. Um, oh, I see. Okay. So like because they there's a, a the photographer that was on set that took a picture of him and it's like the regular suit it's not a new one gotcha. and so i think that maybe it's just the one that happens to fit him again maybe that like there's a whole bunch of reasons why but like that so it's recolored and it's like like we should talk but in a like a light way with the superman with the classic superman theme says like we're turning a leaf here um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we talked about this uh ourselves but the idea that like in, that ran through Black Adam is that heroes don't kill people and Black Adam like well I do and so in mm -hmm. comes Superman which you're obviously referencing Man of Steel with it's been a long time since someone's made the world this nervous Yeah. so like are you having a conversation about killing people and like the lesson that he learned from that I, I, you know we both hate the next snap but if they're yeah. like I'd rather have them I guess I'd rather have them like deal with it then yeah it. yeah i uh, know i i get what you're saying there and i i agree with you um i'm actually not sure that that line from hawkman heroes don't kill people i'm not sure that was even a reference to that no i don't think uh, it was I, I think that was yeah, just the, the the story the anti-hero story that they were telling i think it just happens to it just so happened yeah i mean texture. i said i said this i said this to you jokingly like like Hawkman saying uh, heroes don't kill people feels like Hawkman's review of Man of Steel. But like, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, that was my immediate thought as soon as that happened. I was like, wait a second. Didn't you make a movie where the hero like yeah. killed somebody? Yeah. Again? But whatever. Um, and also Batman and also never mind. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, okay. Okay, cool. So heroes don't kill people. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with, with that being Carter's stance that, that heroes don't kill people. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, maybe they use this as an opportunity to sort of reckon with, you know, how, how I, I would prefer the next snap didn't happen, but seeing as it has happened, how does he move on from here? Maybe cool. that's something they, they yeah, maybe that's a story that they tell. And, and if he's, in I'd a rather they tell it than tell that story. Rock, right. Yeah. You know, he died. He came back blank slate, whatever. Um, so, um, 
What I did see, I saw an interview with Dwayne Johnson that said that they're a long way away from Superman versus Black Adam. That is not oh, a story. They? They, that is not, that was not meant to be like, this is the next movie. Um, you know, but it more like, this is like Black Adam inhabits a larger world that is connected to like everything that goes back to the very first one of this universe. Um, and so um, he said he expects Black Adam to show up in his own movie, another movie of his own, in other movies with other characters. Like it's not like um, it's not like he's only reserving himself for Superman versus Black Adam. And that's the next time we're going to see Superman either, because we also know that they're actively making a Superman movie. Um, that's interesting, because I, I had heard speculation online saying the opposite that like well don't get excited for man of steel 2 first because they're probably going to make superman versus black adam before yeah they get from the horse's movie. mouth that is not what they're doing yeah that's interesting that it's that it's actually the reverse um because mm-hmm. i would prefer there to be another superman movie before we tell that story but I, me I too i mean like i also I, don't know that we need a superman versus black Adam. i don't movie. either like do i mean need to fight each other really? no no i feel like i've seen superman i've seen a versus superman movie already i mean granted him fighting black adam would be a fairer fight but mm-hmm. um but you know but is that the turn for black adam you know it's not superman as the villain but like you know as black adam as the villain or you know whatever that's that's so far down the line but whenever they feel like they want to tell that story let them tell that story if that's where they're going but i feel like a lot of that was just like to get people in the theater you know totally. get them talking you know that kind of thing um uh but anyway yeah i was happier to see henry back than i thought it was going to be like mm. it, like i actually got excited like Oh my god, she's like actually doing it. Like like you could be a really great Superman. We wish you to be. You know, you only lack mm-hmm. the script to show you the way. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god. You only lack the script to show you the way. Uh, yeah, so um yeah, I um so I'm excited for that and go spinning into other DC news, you know, as of you know, recording this. Um, we learned that James Gunn and Peter Safran were named co-chairman and CEOs of DC rebranded DC studios. Um, yeah. and, um, uh, and that to me truthfully is really exciting. Um, that's a very interesting move. Very interesting. So they were both on the committee to find the new chair of DC. And I think maybe Zavala, the head of Warner brothers turned to them and be like, could you guys just do it? Like, like, yeah, you know, it's one of those, like, that's a very common tactic in, in business, business. is to, to get the person you want to do the job to help you find the person and use that as a way of talking them into doing the job. Like, you know, oh, all these people you've entered, you've helped us interview, you've seen, you've seen how we can't find anyone who can do the job. Maybe, I don't know, this is crazy, but I've just been falling here. Do you want to maybe do it? Yeah, it's a very common tactic. I mean, it worked. If it's, it works. if that's if that's the case, it worked. What I like about this pairing and what you have to say after Peter Safran's very prolific and um, respected and um, successful producer, The Conjuring Universe, like there's like a two billion dollar gross on all of those movies. Um, mm. He produced Shazam, 
Aquaman, um, the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, basically every new DC thing that's come out except for the upcoming Flash movie has been under mm. part of his producing thumb. And then, and so that's the producing side. But then you have James Gunn, who like deeply cares about these characters, like mm-hmm. turned a piss poor like movie with like with Suicide Squad into a much better The Suicide Squad. The um, Suicide Squad, yeah. Peacemaker, in my opinion, was one of the best things DC's actually put out. Period. Like it's really, really good storytelling. And so, and he was in the Marvel machine for years. He like, that's the interesting thing about mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. He worked, I mean, three movies because he already did film guardians three. So like three movies plus the guardians of the galaxy holiday special that's coming out. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's seen how it works, how it functions. Like, where do you go? And I think truthfully, like, that's good insider information. And even if they don't exactly move in that direction, that's like good for him. Like really good for James Gunn. That's a like they they didn't they they should have done something like this a long time ago. Like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Like I hate to I I Walter Hamada, like that they should have just skipped that and gone straight to this. Yeah. Like that was and, and hindsight's twenty twenty and whatever. But like I really feel like you needed to go to somebody who was not a corporate choice but a storyteller choice yeah that's what i love about it that you actually do have not the corporate because producing is its own is its own creativity and its yeah. own challenge but you do have like the corporate side and the creative side let's work together to to solve this and i think like you know you never find another kevin feige you know who just happens right. to i think be good at both he has both yeah his experience in both in both worlds yeah yeah um yeah this is a good pairing of people who have those who have those skills mm-hmm. and who already work well together and work together yes yeah yeah they're already a team mm-hmm. um it's a very it's a very candy move now i do this is now on, on a personal note i i hope that i feel like some of the tone of what um particularly when i think about james gunn i'm not sure i would give james gunn um you know, a, a, a full access to every every DC hero that I love, right? Like, I'm not sure I want him to direct or produce a, a, every DC uh, hero that I love. Now, uh, being the head of the studio is very different than being the director mm-hmm. or producer on, on a film. It, it is. It's up to him now to hire the right person for those jobs, right? I agree. So it's a, it's, a, and as a, as a good storyteller, I want to say I trust the two of them to do exactly that, and to I, find the right yeah. people for the right job, for the right movie. And and hire those people. And I hope they do. Yeah. And I think that be a good, I mean, a good creative person will understand that everybody has a different type of creative process and a different type of story they want to tell. And like James Gunn, like has like, it's Scooby-Doo to Slither to Super to, you know, to Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are all enormously different in tone. That's true. Like, and so you, I wouldn't sit somebody down to watch Slither and Scooby-Doo and be like, you know, it's the same director. Like, you know, so it's not like, um, I don't know, almost like uh, Tim Burton where you're like, it's always this, you know, yes. where it's like mostly <laughs> always this, you know, he, he's got yes. a good range. And I, I think that, um, I don't think that they're hiring him to be like, make everything the Suicide Squad. 
or make right. everything that, that, that's what yeah like the, my my and one of my initial thoughts was like is everything gonna be like that that kind of a, a tone but but he's smarter than that he is a better filmmaker than that yep to to just be like what if like everybody was getting their heads chopped off and making jokes like dick jokes like you know that yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's that's how it's going to be no i i um, think that worked for the movie he was telling exactly exactly yeah exactly yeah i i, I really do i trust him i trust the two of them mm-hmm. to pick the right people and put the right people in the right jobs yeah well so to go back to the superman thing they asked walter hamada for henry cavill they were like can he cameo and walter hamada said no and so so Dwayne Johnson was like, okay. So then he just went to Zavalov or whatever, uh, and he was like, can can we have Henry Cavill? And they said, yes. So, and I think that tells you a bit about the politics of what was happening at that studio for so long. It, it turns out that a lot of people were going over Hamada's head for a long time, mm-hmm. which means he was a dead man walking for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. I think so. And not that everything that he pumped out was not good or anything no, like that. No, it just means that he was, like, kind of powerless in the power structure at, at, at Warner Brothers. Yeah, and I think I think that it was such a cluster for so long. Yeah. And then, and so, and not just DC, all of Warner Brothers. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I do have to wonder if, well. Up until today, as we're recording this today is when we're learning this James Gunn, Peter Safran news. Up until today, I was beginning to wonder if Warner Brothers was trying to pump up the value of DC so they could sell it to to mm. someone. Because it's been such a a difficult pop, uh, you know, set of IP for them to deal with for so long now. I was starting to wonder if, do they just want to like make some movies that get attention and sell it to you know, the right bidder. Um, uh, yeah. But if they're investing in these guys as head of, D- of a new division called DC Studios that puts together, you know, movies, TV, animation, everything, I, I guess they're not going that direction. I guess they are really trying to like, how can we do this right? Yeah. Because there is, there are stories to be told and, and, and more to them, more importantly, there is money to be made. Yeah. And I, especially for Warner Brothers, that only had like the money to release two movies this year. Yeah. Like for the rest yeah, of yeah, the year. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, I think that as a business strategy, like you can understand like selling major IP to pay your bills would make sense. But knowing that, I'm sorry, just Batman is worth more than the couple of million that you're going to get like for him, you know, you know, down the line, like you may get like, let's say you get 500 million for Batman, but you know, over the course of how many years, you're going to make way more than that. There's so much more money to be made off that character than you would make in a sale. Yeah, and so, um, and I, so I, I think that I don't think, uh, I don't think DC is going to separate from Warner Brothers anytime soon. They're too. No, I, 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 I don't. I was starting to entertain that thought, but I don't. I, clearly, they're investing in it. So, so which is the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, I. The thing that that I I want to see, the thing that will signal to me that they are serious about this, will be if they let James Gunn and and uh, and Peter Safran make decisions 
without corporate like interference because so much of the last 10 plus years of Warner Brothers decisions about DC characters has felt like it's all been done by committee by oh, like yeah well someone up the chain disagrees with the creative person so you I know mean, we're that's, gonna I think let's find some halfway of doing it I mean I think Black Adam is actually a, a great it, example of that that is. movie is made by a whiteboard like no yeah, question totally yeah, totally. You have to hit these um, things. You cannot do these things like so on and so on and so on. Right. And then executive number five, who has never like is, is not a storyteller, uh, thinks it's really important that we have, ha- you know, we need to have a, a, a Thanagarian snare beast in the third act. Yeah, exactly. Uh, why? Because he says so, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that, that kind of a thing. And that, that's the their movies are rife with that. And I hope that by hiring these two creatives to be co-chairman and CEOs of this spin-off studio hopefully they're they they the buck stops with them um and they're the decision makers yeah hey one thing we forgot to mention in this movie is uh that uh aman's room was was literally wallpapered with dc characters yeah um and it was mostly if not entirely new 52 i uh, noticed that yeah some of it i mean the um uh, the superman poster that gets burned is um is new 52 superman and it was not new 50 super superman that's the one that there's one that is behind him that is not burned this new 52 superman but the one that gets burned is um eddie barrows's superman and it's oh okay i guess i was thinking yeah it was pretty old yeah because but like the aquaman one aquaman was new 52 i think batman i'm pretty sure was i'm pretty sure batman was there a wonder woman there there was but i'm not positive if it was new 52 or not but yeah i thought i thought that was funny what okay yeah like they're just like he gets like the old versions i guess it maybe be like they've been up there for a while and a comic spill out of his bag and it's a wonder woman rebirth comic that's what it was that's the wonder woman yes it was rebirth yes yeah yeah that was funny that's like that's some that's some in-house branding if there ever was one right fun fun. that's like a fun little that's fun yeah you own these characters by all means like i'm sorry if superheroes were real there would be like there are going to be posters of superman and people wearing shirts and like all that stuff and I mean, Marvel makes fun of that stuff, right? In She-Hulk, they were like, you know, do you want some movable shirts yes, or whatever? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good. Avongers? Yeah, it's Avongers. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll take an Avongers hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, anything else you want to say about Black Adam, uh, the future of the DCEU, which I I was satisfied with the mid credit scene. I think it was the best part of the movie. Sadly, um, yeah. So I so between that and the the James Gunn and, and Peter Safran news, I, I like I'm feeling pretty good. Like you know, we were just saying in our our group our group chat that like I'm feeling some superhero burnout. Like you know, where do you where do you stop watching? Where do you start? What do you keep up with? There's just so much getting pumped out all the time. And I just like have other things I also want to watch. Um, and I barely have time to watch those things. I barely have time to watch the, you know, the, you know, the superheroes things. Um, like where do you, where do you draw the line and where do you not draw the line? And honestly, this kind of like gave me some, like, it gave me like some good tingles. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get some good DC content back in the game. And not that there hasn't been some good content, but it's just mostly been on TV. Um, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. what, that's part of what makes it hard to decide what to watch though. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, do I watch nine episodes of this show? Do I watch this movie? Do I like, you know, there's, there's so much like the shows are so much more in volume 
yeah. that it's like, okay, this is a bigger time commitment. So am I going to commit to this or not? Yeah. It's um, getting to the movie is a harder commitment than, yeah. than watching the television show. If I could have just right. watched the movie at home, then that would be the best. But right. Right. even that is hard. Still haven't seen Morbius because, I mean, it's not good probably. But like, So it's not yet Morbin time for you. Not, I want to know if they say it in the movie. No one will give me a good answer. Like, I just kind of have to know now. Tune in next week when we find out. Know, we should watch. <laughs> we should, says, it's we should watch Morbius. Like, we haven't ha- hate watched anything in forever. That's true. That'd be, that would be a fun. Yeah. I, I, I would do that. I would do yeah. That. Yeah, one day. We'll talk. Yeah. Uh, we're talking now, Frank. Oh. Um, while you're talking, tell the people where they can find us, though. Well, yeah, I can talk to you about uh, where you can hear us talk about talking. Uh, BeerWithGeeks.com is the website for the show. You can see uh, where we can find all of our episodes going back um, several years now. And um, you can, uh, of course, check out com, where all of our shows live uh all of our shows across the whole network us and a bunch of our friends you can support the network at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio uh, a couple bucks uh a, a, a dollar a month is all it takes really to, to help support us you can also support us with ratings and reviews in all the podcast apps from uh from a to z from amazon to z um to uh <laughs> <laughs> from Apple and from Emma to, to Zon, you are to Emma to Zon. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, ratings reviews uh, mean a lot, and uh, and just tell a friend. Just tell a friend. You know, if you enjoyed this episode, like tweet it or or, or tell a friend to listen to it. Uh, share a, something funny that Tim said. Something clever that Tim said. I didn't say anything funny or clever, but Tim did. Um, so you know, tell tell people about uh, you only like the script to show the way or, or whatever. Um, yeah. That the title of this episode now it is yeah i had another one and it disappeared in my brain so maybe it's that one i don't know uh good stuff oh maybe it's hawkman reviews man man of steel <laughs> like, <laughs> hawkman movie critic <laughs> i'd watch it it's like harvey birdman but hawkman yeah, yeah. Yes. i would watch that harvey um, hawkman carter harvey, hawkman carter hawkman um anyway frank uh this was fun uh, I'm glad that we got to watch this movie, even if we felt that it could have been better. We still got to go to the movies, and I feel like that is a victory in of itself. Um, so good on us. Uh, so until next time, cheers. Cheers.